The Word of God is meant for practical living on the earth. It is the proceeding word from the mouth of God that defines us, informs our activities, and shapes our behavior. Do you treat the Word of God as a manual or as a meaning? Welcome to Kingdom Conversations, where we break the Word down to actionable points, where we expound on what the Word is saying to us. Every one of us is able to hear our Father, God, clearly at whatever level we are at and draw out truths that can shift our reality and transform our day-to-day lives. This is the Cyrus Community. About um, today's topic, if you want to give it a name, yes. call it jurisdiction. Jurisdiction. We want to understand yes. the limits of our, of our rod. Yes. What are the limits of our rod? Yes. And as we continue yes. talking about our rod, mm. I mean, we need to have a clear picture yeah. of what we are calling limits. Yes. When you talk about the limits yes. of everything, because some of you maybe have heard us say that, don't go outside of your limits. Mm, mm. Don't operate outside of your jurisdiction. Yes. And maybe you're wondering, okay, wait, what is this jurisdiction? Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what you need to give yes, us I, a I, definition I think, of. I think what we want to talk about is a jurisdiction on the most basic level is the environment where your rod thrives the most. Mm-hmm. Okay. A jurisdiction is a place yeah. where you have authority yes. to thrive. Yeah, where you thrive the most. But I think it's good to reiterate at this point again mm-hmm. that Please be careful when we are drawing parallels and symbols from scripture. Because oh, yes. we have such an academic mind, <laughs> we have such a Greek mind, that now many people are thinking mm. that the rod is something, because it was in Moses' hand, it's an external thing. It's something out there. But we yes. started by saying form and function. Yes. When you talk about the rod, God is giving you an external thing yes. that will make you understand an internal principle. Exactly. That you need to know there's something inside of you mm-hmm. that has so much power and it is me in you. Yes. That's why we always say Christ in me. Yes. But God has to show you externally. Why? Yes. Because we always repeat that when man fell, to understand God, he has to look at creation yes. and give you pieces of creation, things that you look at, you use, you handle, so that you understand his language. So, yes. rod is not something out there. No, it's who you really are. Mm-hmm. And I want to emphasize something, because sometimes we pick the wrong emphasis. Okay. When we say, Moses, what is in your hand? We keep forgetting God is calling Moses, not a rod. Mm-hmm. And he's... And, and he's actually, his emphasis is on Moses. On Moses. All right. And another thing, when you talk about a rod, mm-hmm. and now you, somebody out there thinks, my rod is my business. Mm-hmm. No, we keep saying that there's an innate thing that God placed in you when he created you. Yes. Before you were born. Yeah. Before, when you're formed in your mother's womb. Yeah. There's something, I'm using the word something so yes. that you understand. Yeah. But that something will manifest in the work exactly. of your hands. Exactly. So the work of your hands is not what mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning to concentrate on and to muse on and to meditate on it is you yes then you who goes to work yes i mean and i, I think, think it's important now. because then you understand that 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 thing externally is an expression of something internally. of something internal yes. it is the who you are that can express itself in business in music in communication that expression is not the road mm. The rod is your personality, your capacity expressing itself. I think we thought you were saying, yes. think of it, um, here is a musician, mm-hmm. and they tell you, that thing, that thing you're talking about, the yes. rod, yes. is music. Exactly. Now you can't take their songs uh-huh. and you think that, that is what God no. called. 
No, their song is an expression of who exactly. they are. Actually, I think that's the easiest exactly. way to know. That you can't take a musician and start saying, you know what, yes. I will separate you from your songs and yes. make your songs even more superior yes. or on a, an elevated position than the musician. Uh -huh. The musician here, the configuration, what is inside of them comes out in their songs. Exactly. So their songs do not define them, they uh -huh. define the song. And okay? you'll see that playing out throughout scripture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we say, creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Creation is not waiting for manifestations. It's waiting for the manifestations of, of the sons of God. Mm. The sons of God is the central conversation of that manifestation. But the sons of God yes. can only be seen in their manifestation yes. through actions exactly. in the earth. We cannot exactly. manifest by sitting here and saying, but no. then now we've uh, no. creation yes. should know yeah. we have manifested. <laughs> in fact, when we manifest, yes. something happens in the earth. We yes. shake the systems. In fact, the term manifest mm. means mm. something inside be having an outward expression mm. just by itself. So creation is waiting for the inner reality of the sons of God to be expressed in the material realm. That's another way to put it. Yeah. So ultimately it is who you really are and how you function in a manner that enhances your life okay. and the lives of others. Mm. Notice, it enhances your life mm -hmm. and it also enhances the life of others in line with God's purposes in the earth. That is what we are calling the kingdom of God. God's purposes in the earth. Yes. When you say God is moving, when you say God is doing something in the earth, when you go, it has uh -huh. to touch men. That's a reality. It has to touch men. So let's yes. come back to this issue of jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe like, let's again define. So yes. when you talk about the limits of your rod yes. or the jurisdiction or yes. the area of your operation mm -hmm. so that somebody can understand what so you're talking So jurisdiction, uh, which is what we are breaking out today, is thriving in the area of your calling. Mm. Now we've said that arise and do something. And we have looked at the woman with the issue of blood. Somebody who is in a situation that has looks messy, looks like I cannot get myself out of this. But when they heard the word, they interpreted their instruction, got out, went and met the word. They went to the word, they pursued the word. And that's what you are saying, that whatever you've been experiencing, 12 years of doctors, people telling you this situation cannot change, circumstances, policies, anything around you is screaming at you that your situation cannot change. Now we are saying like the woman of, uh, of the issue of blood, stand up, tell yourself, I will go to my instruction, I will connect with my instruction, and when I connect with that instruction, I will be healed. I will arise and I will continue doing what God intended me to do in this season. We looked at the prodigal son and we said that this is someone who says, give me my inheritance. He goes and wastes it. He goes and lives a life that just contradicts anything in scripture. So your instruction has come. It has produced for you. But that which it has produced becomes almost like a curse. It's almost like when you take it, this thing now you misuse it and it ends up taking you to a place where you do not know yourself again. Until a moment that comes when you say, I remember something that in my father's house. So the word has been there. You've received the word. When the barley came, you lived a life where you're saying, Lord, I will meet you when this is over. Now that it is over, talk to yourself and say, I will arise. I will go back to my father's house. It is you who reminds yourself. The word never came to this guy. He has to remind himself. But there's another brother 
who was sitting at the pool 38 years and this man when he looks around people are blind around him people are lame people are paralyzed and he's wondering fine who around me can help me when you look at your circle of friends you're saying okay which of us can get the other one out of the hole how do we get out of this only heaven can get out of, uh, get, get us out of here and this one we saw that heaven interrupts and i love the way we said that when heaven interrupts Jesus came and told this guy, listen, I don't want your story. Yep. I'm not interested with what mm -hmm. you're saying. Mm -hmm. Heaven comes and tells you, pick up your bed yes. and walk. And you know what is interesting? That I, I think well, I want to kind of throw this into the three people. Yes, like you've said, yeah. that they responded. What is interesting is that the actual instruction that they acted on was their own. Yes. That's crucial. Mm -hmm. I will arise. I, I will, will go. go. But that was connected to what they had heard about the truth of the word. Yes. So the truth, the Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Free to do what? Mm. Okay. Free to do what? <laughs> Here I am yes. and I'm claiming that scripture. Yes. That yes, I know that when I get the truth, it yes. will set me free. Fine. You've been in a prison. Yes. The word has come. Yes. It has set you free. Now you're standing at the gate of the prison and you're asking yourself, fine, now free. To do what? To do what? So that means freedom is for so that you can mm. do. Yes. Yes. Freedom is not anarchy. Freedom mm. is not the right to do anything. Freedom is the right to do the right things. So you're able to move forward. So they, they eventually knew what to do post yes. the miracle. Post the, 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 the favor. Post the breakthrough. Mm. Alright? Let me say something here. Yes. You've said something. Yes. They knew what to do after. Exactly. That tells us that these are not people who when they get the breakthrough, now they yes. say, the same way you got me out of the pool. My yes. friend, you're the one who came for me. Yes. Now, can you get me out of here and show me what to do exactly. next? Exactly. You actually start blaming the word. If it was not the, the word getting me out of there, if he was there for 38 years, do you yes. realize he was sleeping, he was eating, and everything was fine for him? The only thing was he was paralyzed. How many people feel, now that the word has taken me out, can you take me to the next level? Exactly. And, and the way to look at that is this way. If you're a woman with the issue of blood, mm -hmm. all right, you spend your life with a lot of information on what you cannot do because of your situation. Yes. I cannot go and because of this situation. I cannot complete. I cannot be like, mm -hmm. all right? So there's enough you could not prior to mm -hmm. your healings. When the healing comes, you already know exactly what you could not do mm. that you can now do. Mm. That's why you don't actually need anyone to tell you. If you are the, the, the son, you knew what happened, what was available in your father's house. Now it is not available to you here. So when you go back, you know exactly what you need to do because you knew what you were missing. Mm. Mm. All right? The man at the pool must have fantasized about walking. Oh, yes. He must have said, oh, yes. why do you think he was at the pool, by mm. the way? So that he can walk. Exactly. And walk and go where? Mm. Wherever mm. he had wanted to go, that's where he must go now. Mm. Wherever he dreamt of going. I'm sure he sat there and never spoke. Let's assume there was a conversation with another man. Okay. Because we were told there was blind, there the was blind lame. The blind and the lame. They were, were talking, they were having yes. conversations. So assume he's having a conversation with a blind man. Yeah. He could tell him of places he's dreamed mm -hmm. to go. Yeah. And tell you know, if I could only walk, you know where I would go? That's the principle. Mm. So that thing that you've been saying, if only I could, then I would have. That's the thing. We've said that we, we are operating under open heavens. Now, under open heavens doesn't mean that I sit down and hope things will happen. 
it means that I'm putting my hands into something. And once I do that, I know that heaven will come through for me. And that's what we call heaven backing you up. Because when God says that I will bless the work of your hands, it means you have to do something. Now, now experiencing an open heaven in the most basic terms is a season of manifestation when revelation is accessed and people begin to experience tangible realities. Mm -hmm. In other words, these are the moments when you begin to experience the fulfillment of a prophetic word. Okay. These are the times when a word God spoke becomes real. Mm -hmm. These are times when you receive manifestations that you've been believing for. So open heavens is really, if I was to give it a term, mm -hmm. a nice term, yeah. is when heaven touches the earth. Mm. Now, you're saying something here, that when the manifestation of utterances that We've always said, we've always yes. believed, and we, we've been desiring to see the manifestation. Exactly. So when you talk about seeing these manifestations work, is where you're saying that open heaven, the heaven remains open over your life, yes. such that the word from God is loud and clear, mm -hmm. and that which has come from God manifest. Yes. So we are in a season of the supernatural. Exactly. In fact, if we were to put it correctly, yeah we are living as we were created to live. Mm. Mm. See, for Adam, when he was in the garden, yes. as long as he was in the garden, quote-unquote, mm -hmm. he was operating under open heavens. Now, the garden is where God created him to be. God placed him. Yes. As long as he's where God wants him to be, exactly. he's positioned yes. to operate under open heavens. Exactly. Okay. So God's intention for man mm -hmm. has always been for man to live under open heavens. Okay. All right? Mm -hmm. Now in the Old Testament, there are many incidents of open heavens, but there are incidents. And these are the things. You'll hear Ezekiel in Ezekiel 1 say, you know what? In, in this, this day, the heavens opened and I had visions of God. Then you'll hear somebody mm. said, and the heaven opened and I saw. Mm. Then you, you'll hear at the Jordan and the heavens opened and John saw mm -hmm. a dove and had a voice. And in the Old Testament, you keep hearing this, um, you get Jacob, he's sleeping, he says, and, and I dreamt and I saw and heaven, heaven open yes. and angels ascend and, and descend. So the funny thing is that people saw, it doesn't mean heaven was closed before. Their eyes were opened. Their eyes were to opened see the reality to see that the reality was. of an open heaven. Okay. But certain positioning made it possible to access it. Now let's go back to something that you've said. Yes. That in the Old Testament, yes. there were occurrences, there yes. were events, there yes. were not a, a, a habitation. It wasn't a this continuous not, activity. This is not a continuous activity. Yes. Alright? Yes. And this person would say that the heavens open. Yes. Now every time the heavens open, we are talking about the heavenly coming into the earth. Yes. So in the Old Testament, it was an event. This happened, heaven touched the earth. Then another season comes, yes. another person comes, and that's yes. when we have moves of God. Yes. We see Elijah, we see David, we see all of Absolutely. them experienced open heavens. Yes. But in their days, it would happen. Was, there, there, were, there, were, there were moments. Okay. All right? Mm -hmm. But with Christ, remember under Adam, Adam was created to operate under what? Open, open heaven. heavens. When he fell, he was removed from the jurisdiction of open, functioning open. Okay. in open heaven. Mm -hmm. Christ restored us. Mm. To the posture. That is why it's interesting that after the Jordan, we don't hear that term again. Because mm, this time he's been baptized, yes. and the Bible says, and the heavens opened. opened. When the heavens opened, the one thing we hear or we see is the sound of God come from heaven yes. into the earth. That's this it. is my son, yep. a voice that was so loud and clear. The Bible yes. says in Matthew, 
that when God spoke, he said something. Listen to only him. to him. Yes. Who was he telling? He was not yes. telling John. No. He was not talking to he John. He was speaking to creation mm. to line up with that reality. Listen yes. to him. Now we know that mm. that now becomes the reality of who Christ is. Mm. Okay? Yes. Meaning if anybody is in Christ. That's your reality. We are supposed to operate under open heavens. Now let's go back. The voice comes yes. and says, listen to him. Yes. And we are saying, this is creation yes. being told. Exactly. So when we say we are in a season of open heaven, we are, we are experiencing. Because when we say it's a season, mm -hmm. it's a season to experience so that it can become norm. Yes. It's not a season of experiencing that it closes. Nope. No. We are in a season where we are experiencing this so that it can become the norm yes. in our lives. Yes. So when Jesus was told that... Creation will listen to him. Mm. If I am in Christ, yes. creation should listen to me. Yes. That's the power of open heaven. How do we live with these principles where we say this is a conversation, yet it is heaven speaking to us and telling us be aware? I think the best way to place it is to look into context. We are reading a scripture mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. that was written. Yes. The writer was transcribing a real sit conversation. So the writer was not writing scriptures. They were not putting a scripture. <laughs> they were not saying, listen, I've read yes. this, therefore. So when this Deuteronomy, when Moses is saying, he's saying, the Lord is telling you today. He's not reading. He's not saying it was written. Mm. Okay? So they were having a practical conversation mm. about how these people were going to thrive. So what happens? They thrived. Okay. Now. Before you go on, before you go on, because you see to us we think Moses is reading something. No, it's not. Now, if we come to that place where we are saying Moses is telling them this is what the Lord has spoken to me. Yes. This is not something that was written. Exactly. Therefore, I'm reading to you. Yes. This is practical. Yes. Now, us, where we are getting stuck sometimes is when we think that it is written. Yes. Okay, God is not telling us it is written. Now, no. that is such a... Looks like it's easy, but if yes. you think about it, when I see things as written, yes. I'm not sure they were written to me. Yes, and you don't think they were said. You don't even think, yes. You don't forget that something was said mm. and therefore was, was written. written. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, at the time Moses is speaking, this is so practical. They are about to cross over. Yes. They are being given actual instructions. It's like you're going on a trip. So, when you're going on a trip, I'm telling you, how you will travel, mm -hmm. where to go when you arrive, where to stay, what to do. Now somebody later who wants to go on the trip you went on will read what was written on how to go on the trip that you went on. Mm. So you're also saying that when God speaks, God does not repeat himself every year and say, you know what, let me tell these generations in a new language. Yes. God tells you, I have already recorded myself. Why? My word never grows old. That's it. Please talk about that. Yes. The word of God is, is ageless. Yes. And the thing was, every time God spoke, mm -hmm. he said, these things are for a thousand generations. Mm. In other words, um, you may be the recipients of it firsthand, okay. but it is meant for me not to need to repeat myself. Mm. So that it is put down and cast, so that coming generations will benefit from it in two ways. Mm -hmm. The first benefit is that they have a record of it. The second benefit is that they have evidence of it. Mm. That already a generation before lived through mm. it. That's powerful. So that those two things become the core 
where we are able to say, this is what they were told, this is what they got. Therefore, they have proven that this is what they got. Mm. So if we follow what they followed, yes. we will get what they get now. Um, there are two concepts. I think I shared recently in a different meeting where I said that in the, in the Jewish interpretation of scripture, in Judaism, they've got two concepts, mm -hmm. the Torah and the Talmud. Yes. Now what we are reading is considered the Torah. It simply means the laws given by God in the context of the specific time God was speaking mm -hmm. with Moses. Okay. The Talmud is the applications in the context of today. Mm. Okay. So Torah is where Moses was told something. Yes. And okay, God speaks it and was man specific. captures. Yes. Now when man captures it on paper, for example, yes. now we say I have a I have a Bible yes. that John chapter one verse that was man capturing. Yes. Yes. But the Talmud is yes. the application of what was captured exactly. but in our time, in exactly. our context. Exactly. Mm. So here is the core. Okay. The core is you're told when you go in mm. and you have farmed your land, if you don't have a farm mm -hmm. today, yes. how do you apply that principle in your context? Okay, please explain that. All right. All right. So it works like this. When they were being sent to a land, everything described was specific. It existed as it was. Mm -hmm. Yet God said for perpetual generations and nations shall live by this principle. Yes. It meant no matter which nation you will be in the earth, mm. you will be able to apply these principles, but it is you to know what work means here. And what work means here is different. The rules are the same. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wages means wages. Mm -hmm. Workers means workers. workers yes. Servants means servants. Mm -hmm. Pay means pay. So you're told do not defraud your worker. It is irrelevant what the work is. Hmm. You get the difference? Yes. So in our day, we can't say that rule applied to farmers. In their day, they were an agrarian society, so farming was work. You see how that now applies in context? Yes. And that's the difference in our day in the term called Logos and Rema. Hmm. Logos means God's concept, the written law. Yes. Rema means the application of it. Now, if the Creator gives you power, power. there's a way to it. And then you produce wealth. So what kind of wealth? Again, both of them are totally dependent on your perception of God. Mm. So when we say that God is giving us power to create yes. wealth, you, your perception of God, yes. how you define him, how you see him, how yes. you interrupt uh -huh. or rather uh, interpret yes. God exactly. will determine yes. how you interact with that scripture. That's the thing. Okay. That becomes very crucial. An example that could be used mm -hmm. is like in electricity in your house, the equipment you want to use. Power comes, massive power from a source. Yes. But before you use power, what is it you want to do with the power? What you want to do with the power will determine how much power you'll be able to draw mm. and how much of it will manifest in everything you want to do. Mm -hmm. So those become very crucial components yes. of how we go forward in this reality. So if we say that um, he is 
our father yes but this father sometimes we take the earthly father yes to define the heavenly there father go. then of course when you say that you cannot draw yes. the power from that statement yes. that is your father yes. because what you're drawing because how you're defining him is already limited that's what the issue is so you see we all say god is our father yes but our perception of who he is mm. will determine our perception of who we are and determine our actions. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Our <laughs> perception of yes, of who he is, okay. will determine our perception of, of who, who we are, and that will limit or free our actions. And the so problem is, is when we take a word, a very powerful word, mm -hmm. and then we misapply it. Yes. When you apply it where it doesn't belong, you get the wrong result, and then you keep thinking that this word is the problem. Mm -hmm. Now, why, why I went for passion is because this is a common statement and you hear it everywhere. It's become a common phrase. Mm -hmm. Follow your passion. Pursue what you love doing. Now, why we are saying this is because it sounds so close to the principle and what we've been discussing called your rod. Yes. Now, even now, I'm sure when I'm saying that, you're wondering, but that's what you've been saying. Now, listen carefully. If you followed us carefully, <laughs> we said, the road is what? Talent, knowledge, skill. skill. Yes. Notice there's no emotion. Mm. Notice something very interesting about that. Passion has got to do with emotion. Passion has got to do with pursue what you love doing. Emotions. Now, listen, we have to be very careful how we use this. Now, let me just say at the beginning, and this might sound odd. First and foremost, when it comes to producing wealth, notice when it comes to producing wealth, there's a place where following your passion and what you love is okay. But in the context of producing wealth, this is a bad idea. Please say that again and explain <laughs> what you mean. Yes, because in the, in the pursuit of producing wealth, you might mistake following your passion, following what you love as the same thing as the power to produce wealth. Now, and also in the context of your road, let me use an example from where we started. Let's use Moses, okay? Now, Moses did not love the idea. He was not even passionate about what God was asking him to do. <laughs> he did wake up and tell God, in fact, I've been waiting for you. This is the thing to send me Because when we talk of passion, yes. it's almost like, listen, God, me as Moses, yes. I've been waiting for you to come. Exactly. So that you can send, because I'm passionate yes, about this thing. Waiting he tells this. you, listen, exactly. I'm not going. Exactly. In fact, that thing you're sending me to do, yes. I don't know how to speak. Yes, in fact, he <laughs> argued with God. Mm. Yeah. He did everything to try and talk God out of this conversation. So, therefore, why is it a bad idea? Simply because, and I want you to think now slowly, majority of the time, what we love to do is very rarely what we are good at. Mm. Now notice, so when we go back to the road, we talk about what were you born to do. Talk about what is natural to you. So, when you're talking about these two things, mm. there is what I love to do. Yes. There is what I'm good at. Yes. Two different things. Yes. So when we talk about the road, yes. we've been talking about what are you good at, exactly. not what do you love to do. Exactly. And I think maybe also when you talk yes. about what do you love to do, so that yes. somebody can understand what you're trying to say, yeah. Explain mm. when it comes to issues of love or yes. applying emotions yes. into what you're doing. Now you must understand that mm. taste is acquired. Okay. Okay. Yes. Meaning, there are things I don't even know I like until I experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. So maybe you've never eaten something, but when you ate it, you felt so good mm. that you want it again. Okay. Okay. 
Let's assume there's something you enjoy doing. I'll use myself. I love documentaries. I love all sorts of information that most people may not necessarily be interested in. You love. I love to do it. Okay. But here is the problem. And, and, and over time, fortunately for me, I've found a cross point. Mm -hmm. But not everybody finds sometimes it's parallel. So you're saying... I love this. There's, I'm, I'm using a word here. Yes. I want you to, to get the word here that we are pushing. Yes. I love watching documentaries. I love... Yes. Okay? Yes. Watching. In fact, you know why I'm emphasizing fact, on that let, one. Let me push it further because documentaries kind of come into a practical sense. Let's okay. just go into movies. All right. I love watching movies. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know the problem? I'm not good at acting. I'm not good at producing a movie. I love watching movies. Here's the problem. In the root of passion, movies, 100%. 100%. In the root of producing wealth, who will pay me to watch movies? Mm. Mm. Who, how will it be profitable? How will it bring change and transformation to others? How will I serve you? by watching a movie. Hmm. Do you begin hmm. to see the parallel between... So God is okay with us having things we love to do. Unfortunately, the things we love to do may depend entirely on the things we are good at. Okay. So if I love watching movies, yes. I'm not being paid for it. No. But I am good at, for example, ICT. Yes. All right. When you come here, you find me exactly. uh, coding. That's where I am. Yes. All right. Yes. Now, if I'm doing this and I'm being paid for it, mm -hmm. now I can afford to have a like. Exactly. And a love. A love and Meaning, a when I'm watching movies, I'm taking a break from what I'm good at. Thank you. When I'm watching a movie, yes. I'm taking a break from Thank what I'm being you. paid for. Now, yes. there are some people who are not being paid for anything, yeah. but they love watching movies. Yes. So, when you say this person is watching movies and is not profitable uh, productive here exactly where are you getting yes. your income from that's why i said applying the law of what you love doing mm -hmm. in the law of producing wealth is a conflict it doesn't work it's a conflict and this may resolve a big issue for most of us in fact i'd like to challenge anyone mm -hmm. who is good at something or at least you've realized you're good at it tell me do you really love doing we will begin by looking at who is God revealed to be in scripture because when you go to Genesis we always say the seed book where we find the definition and our correct interpretation should be found in Genesis. Mm -hmm. Genesis, the book, the yes. seed book. Yes, and, and I think it's important that you take note, she said, we are looking at who God is revealed to be in scripture. Mm -hmm. That's a very specific statement. It was not a frivolous statement. Mm -hmm. Because we are not saying who God is. Mm. This is who he is revealed to who be. Who he is revealed this to is be. This is man's dimension. This yes. is the dimension they experience What we can God. see. This is what they saw. Yeah, because it's a dangerous term to say who, who God, God is. Hello? We, we are have, men. We, <laughs> we cannot define no capacity can define him. to define that. So yes. we can define who he has revealed mm. himself to yes. us to be. Now, why is that important? Because, and I want you to hold on to this term, I don't know, all of those terms where you write on your wall, you tweet it, you live with it, we can only operate by the level of God revealed to us. Okay. Because we cannot fathom his fullness. So in other words, your functionality, the limits of your functionality, when you say you know God, are directly proportional 
to the level of revelation you have of who he is. Okay, let's stop here. And I think today we are going to stop. Because some of those statements where you say, let me understand this. God reveals, he reveals himself to us. Yes, That's he why does. he sends his word. He does. Every time his word comes, yes. God is trying to reveal himself to you. Yes. Now, when we always repeat, there's a statement you'll hear say nowadays. I mean, like the last few episodes you've had, and you'll hear in every other conversation. How much of God's word do you allow to explode in your heart? That's it. Because when we say God is revealing myself to himself, to, himself to me, yes. the amount of that revelation I allow to explode is what we are saying, the dimension of the, the, way, the way you will operate, the way you will walk, will be determined by that revelation. That is why we are saying <laughs> that the limit, listen carefully, your functionality with the word of God has never been limited to the power of the word of God. Mm -hmm. It has been limited to the proportion of revelation you have of whose word it is. Mm. Who the is source. It? Who spoke to me? Mm. Who told me? Who gave me this mandate? Mm. Who gave me the authority? Why am I doing this? In other words, the greater revelation you have of him, the more powerful you are. You know, Daniel says, they that know, they, they are, are God. God. Why doesn't he say them that know God? Mm. They are God. You know God. What's your dimension? Of understanding. There's my dimension. How, how I know my God and how you know your God is different even though you're talking about the same God. Well, if you read about the patriarchs, you yes. can tell, you can understand that statement. <laughs> yes. Because when you see the operations of David with God, God says, listen, this is a man after my own heart. Guys, yes. we have to reach that place where God looks down and says, I'm not ashamed to be called your God. You go. I'm not ashamed to be called your God. Why? Because of the revelation that you have of him. Yes. Now, before we go on, yeah. there's something that you have brought in this in this a particular conversation yes the word revelation yes now most of us always say wow that was a deep reve yes. that was a deep revelation that was a deep word listen the deep that we need in the word is a revelation of him yes please explain that's it you see yeah? <laughs> a revelation mm -hmm. has to be understood i think on a number of levels what we call revelation yes what scripture calls revelation is having deep insight mm. that changes you and changes what you do. Mm. Powerful. That's the meaning of the word revelation. Changes. It, when I see, mm -hmm. listen, um, Isaiah says, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. So he had a what? A revelation. Aha. Mm. Then he says, I am a man of unclean lips. What happened? Sight. When you see mm. him, it changes you. Because you see yourself the way you should and you make an adjustment and therefore you act. So a revelation yes. is the final release of the Dabao of God. When that thing becomes, when you say, now I have a revelation, the next action should be I go to do. Every time you say you have a revelation. So sometimes when we say deep. Good. Actually, sometimes you even hear people saying, good word. No, God doesn't want us to have a good word. <laughs> God is saying, listen, that word, if it's not causing any change in your life, it's not a good word yet. That's Actually, it. the reason you should be saying a good word is yes. after we have heard, we have done, and it has changed us, yes. then you come and say, hey, guys, that was good word. That, exactly. was, that was deep. Yes. It changed and, and so next time it's deep, dive. <laughs> yes. Dive. Yeah. Don't let it just be deep. Well, let's go back to Genesis. We yeah. say that we want to look at God and say, how does 
other scriptures reveal him ah. what is the experience men we had with him yes. and they captured yes. and gave us in the form of scriptures Aha. that's what we're looking at okay. now what we are going to see even though it's written in the bible god is more than what you see in the bible <laughs> god is yes. god is more yes we cannot capture and say by the way this is who we Aha. are he is all right yes. so we are looking at the bible but we are still insisting he is more than what you exactly to say. Yeah. so when you actually see when god first comes on the scene you know we like the law of first mention yes so now today let's look at the law of first mention for god mm, powerful man all right yes so when scripture first introduces us to god in genesis 1 1 it does not give us a definition of god mm. or a list of attributes Genesis 1-1 is not God is this, God is that. Mm. No, no, no. Mm. In fact, the first time it, God is introduced to us, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and, and the, the earth. earth. That's our first interaction. interaction with God. And this is an act. So the Bible first mm. introduced us to an act of God, not a description of God. Of and course, this act yes. of creating yes. transcends time yes so when we talk yes. about god yes. and telling us listen i'm not dependent on time yes. but i have created time yes. and then i've placed man mm. in time uh-huh all right yes maybe you can talk and now this about brings time. us to a, an interesting concept of time yeah you see time as we know it because we, we, are, we are born in time we are mm-hmm. created in time we measure everything with time we reason with the time when, oh, when yes. we say i will come i say on a particular date mm-hmm. when i want to do something i have to contextualize it within time we want to know our age <laughs> yeah time <laughs> everything so is time today we are looking at time yes but we are saying if you do not understand the power of time where yes. we say that on the fourth yes. day god created yes. the sun the moon yes to in fact, our time. concept of time is, our concept of time is con- is introduced yeah on the fourth day of on creation. the fourth day and this is crucial in fact i don't want us to skim over this because this changes a, a lot, lot how we deal with God. Meaning, coming out of creation, everything you see from Genesis 1 mm-hmm. has no context of time as we know it. Until day Until 4. Until day 4. So when you talk about time, when God created time, yes. time was supposed to be a friend of man. Exactly. Time was supposed to be a... Uh, uh, under the control of man yes but one man lost it yes. now time controls or yes. other, did i say well man, time now controls man yes or time is against man yeah, time was supposed to be a benefit to, to man, man yeah. it was supposed to be the context in which man carries out god's intent mm-hmm. god's will time is the only thing that makes it possible for us to function properly guys I think you do not understand the power of time. And if you notice yes. what you said, yes. that if I want to measure yes. even how many years have you been in this earth, you must use time. Exactly. So time is so crucial. Yet yes. time can be your enemy. Exactly. And when time is your enemy, you will listen to this conversation on another level. Yeah. Because you will say, listen, if there is a power I want to break out yes. of, is yes. the power of yes. time yes. over my life. Yes, and, and for us to get into a, a proper interaction with time, mm-hmm. we need to understand this, that when you use the word time mm-hmm. and the word God, there will be a conflict. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because while God can work and function within time, God is not bound within time. Let's say that again. While God can function and be operational, and be seen to operate within the context of time, mm. 
Time is not a context in which God can be measured in. Mm. In other words, mm. he is not bound in the boundary of time. Yes. He created the boundary of time. All right. He created the operations. In fact, in Genesis 1, you will see that God himself had his own context of time. Mm before he brought our context of time. There is God context of time. And yes. that's what we said. If you look at the Bible's talking about in Genesis chapter 1, yes. saying that day 1, God said, let there be light. Yes. Day 1. Yes. Whose day? We don't because know. if you think it is man's day, yes. then you get into conflict. Yes. When you say day 1, God said, let there be light. Yes. Then day 4, he says, let there be sun, moon, and stars. Exactly. So which light was he talking about in day 1? Uh -huh. And which light is he talking about day 4? Exactly. Now, if day 4's light yes. was created to mark time, yes. then what was he using before day, I exactly. mean day 1, 2, and 3? And so, the wisest context is to agree that yeah. we have no context and no mechanism yes. to measure day one to day four. So man, God did not operate on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yes, Thursday. And was, on the sixth day, which is the, now according to man, yes. that is the sixth day of creation, yes. God created man. If you look at it that way, you will now wonder, okay, please explain to me. Yes. What is this day for that says that God said, let there be light. This yes. light separated day and night. This yes. one was ruling the night. This one was ruling the day. Okay, yeah. which? That's, a that's the context. one we know. Yes. Yeah. So, so to look at that, we need to look at the actual verse. Okay. Where time as we know it mm. is introduced. And that's going to be important because everything that happens to us yes. happens within the, the boundaries of Genesis 1 verse 14 and 19. Mm. Everything. Then God said, yes. let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens mm -hmm. to divide the day from night mm -hmm. and let there be for signs and seasons mm -hmm. and for days and years and mm -hmm. let them be for lights in the firmament. Let there be them be for lights in the firmament mm -hmm. of the heavens to give light on the earth. Mm -hmm. And it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater one to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. Mm -hmm. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So that context alone should have your brain wondering, okay, wait. <laughs> He's using a day mm. to create something that marks seasons, mm. years, days, night, day. Mm. So his day and my day hmm. cannot be the same. And that is what we started by saying, that if only man can understand that there is a divine being and there is a created mm -hmm. being. Now, this created being operates under time. Yes. But the divine being yes. is outside of, of time. time. Even thinking about that. Exactly. That God stands outside of time yes. and talks to you who is in time exactly. and tells you this is my purposes I want fulfilled in time. Exactly. So what does this tell you? That we creatures mm -hmm. are trapped in time. Oh yes. God is not. Mm -hmm. And therefore it's absolutely wrong for us to try and fit God's purposes into our time frames. Yeah. It's wrong for us to think that he's, he can be influenced or he can be limited or he operates within the context of the limits mm. of time. Mm. Meaning God is not bound by minutes hours, oh, days, months. weeks, months, yeah. years. 
he is not. not. He is not even bound by seasons. Mm. He says this creation of day four impacts all those <laughs> things. Meaning before I put those things in there, those things could not be in motion. Yes. Those things are in motion tied to this. It's like saying, I create a clock, then the clock determines my time. No, mm. I determine the clock's time. So you cannot even say Adam was created and 6,000 years later, you're like, listen, between day one, and, they, and they see, we have no you do not know how many years, or, I mean, exactly. how, how, what's the time there? Because yes. that is God's time. I love yes. how you put it. There is God's time, yes. and there is our time. Yes. Now, you will always notice that even though we are trapped in time, and yes. God does not operate in time, he's not bound by time, yes. God can come and interrupt yes. us Thank in you. the time dimension. When God comes and interrupts you, Time stops. Yes. God is not going to work with them and say, by the way, tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, I'm going to come. It is you who say, yesterday at 10, Thank I you. was sitting, and then a miracle happened. Yes. Always notice something. Every time heaven interrupts the earth, time stops. God is not dependent on man or on creation for him to be God. Mm. He is God without creation. He was God without creation. And this is crucially important for us to understand when it comes to to how we interact with God, it dispenses, of course, the false idea that we can do anything for God. I'm working for God. I'm doing this for God. Well, in truth, we can only do things with Him and on His behalf for our own good, not His. This is so important because half the time when you come and tell people, I'm doing this thing mm. for God, it seems like God is sitting down dependent on me. Yes. And by the way, if I fail, yes. God is in trouble. Yes. And sometimes you almost feel like, I will sabotage God. If he has not come through for me, I will sabotage him. That is the first thing that today we, in today's yes. conversation, yes. we need to look at. And it's at. very important to see this because as you're talking about the interaction of time and us understanding that we're not working for oh. God, but we work with Him or on His behalf. Right from Genesis, before we see Adam do anything, we see God show up. Mm. And God came to see what Adam would call working with him yes all right then god walked with him in the cool of the day walking with, with. him. let's go back to adam when god came to adam yes god did not want adam to report to him no god did not want, want adam to come and say you know what i'm working for god and i want him to come and find i've done this god is saying work with so that god says i want to see what you have called yes adam is not coming to say god uh, uh, can you see what how well i've done this for you no. No. Come and see what Adam has called animals. Because yes. whatever Adam called them, they became. They became. We are working with. Exactly. In other words, that's, do that's you good. accurately represent me? Hmm. Do you function as I desired for you to function? And it is for your own good, not yes. for his. Because that's why God gave the warning. If you do this, you will live. If you do eat of this tree, you will die. So it is for whose good? <laughs> I don't think there's anywhere God said, if you do this, I will die. <laughs> I will feel very bad. No. No, I will be so disappointed. No, no, yes. God is telling you, listen, whatever principles I give you, yes. it is for your good. Absolutely. It's for you. And, and, and there are so many instances in scripture that make us realize God is not bound in time. I mean, you remember the incident where God, uh, God wants to destroy Israel mm -hmm. uh, in the book of Exodus and in the book of Numbers. And in that situation, Moses intervenes 
And God basically had said he was ready to start a whole nation through Moses. Moses, yes. Now suddenly that removes the idea that there is an urgency in God's mind. Hmm. It removes the idea that we are moving towards a, a climax. I know right now there's so many doctrines going about about we are in the last of the last of the last days. Listen. God is not in a time clock. He's not panicked. Nothing is running. Helter skelter in heaven. <laughs> Angels are not packing, waiting for you, preparing yes. your room. Forget it. God has clearly stated in scripture, certain things must come to pass. pass. And nobody is going to change that timeline. And these things that are going to pass not is dated. because there are some people who will make things happen. They're not dated. If you don't make things happen in your generation, God says it's okay. Yes. Remember he's outside of time. There you go. It is you who is in time and yes. therefore your generation will pass and yes. another generation will come. Yes. God, oh I love that. God yeah. is not, uh, not sitting bound. in heaven wondering guys, yes. time, time Listen, man. Listen, when God promised to the prophets the Messiah would come, yes. he didn't give them a date. <laughs> so even when he arrived, nobody could decode it. Mm. Because God was not bound by a calendar that they could mark slowly. Mm. In fact, the only way they could tell if this was what, who God had said, they had to go back to the prophets and look for characteristics of the time that they were told. They had to find out, is he from this lineage? Is he from this family? Is he born in this place? Is he? So there were other factors there that they had to put together to conclude he is the one. Mm. That tells you that if that was what God did with Jesus, mm. his son, Stop having your calendar. Mm. And like we are saying, that whatever we are doing, yes. we are not doing for, we are doing with. Exactly. And this tells us that whenever God commands you <laughs> or me, it's not because we did something great for him. Aha. On the contrary, it's because we are becoming more like him as was his intention from the beginning. Yes. Meaning, when now I do things, he's looking and saying, listen, I have sons in the earth. Uh -huh. They are doing things with me, meaning in the earth. When you look at people in the earth, you're seeing heaven on earth. Exactly. Because sons have taken their place. I think that's, that's a point that should be re-emphasized. Okay. When God commands us, hmm. it is not because we did anything for him. Yes. It is because we are becoming like him. Hmm. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like and follow us on our social media handles, the Cyrus community on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.